Playoff time is when things start getting serious on the court. Players are more driven than ever to win these big games and keep advancing. Goodyear knows all about being more driven, too. Working hard to help you advance on and off the road. Let Goodyear.com help you choose what's best. They just, you know, and they play that music and they get that. I mean, and then Jack, the father, the one that Milo Ventimiglia plays, like, he's just like, oh, I have a, the best I, dad. I have a crazy Milo story. <laughs> I don't watch it. I don't know. If I, I know that someone's we're waiting on someone to die. Is it gonna? That's is it I gonna know. shatter the myth? Is, it, is that? Is that what's gonna happen? Girl, you crazy? No, <laughs> um, Milo. I met him at the women's basketball final four last year in Dallas, and I, sh- you know, okay. I I was shooting my shot because you know I always shoot my shot, <laughs> and I freaking <laughs> slam dunked it. Not all like not the crazy way. He invited me. We had a one and a half hour lunch where he just asked me about you know my goals, my ambitions. He was, you know, what's crazy. He's better. He's better as a person than he is on the show. Like in real life, he's amazing. Milo Ventimiglia. Low key, you always have some story that is like, <laughs> are you telling the truth right now? So you went I, on a lunch date. Go to my Instagram. It's on there. You know. Oh, oh my gosh. No, it's not like that though. He just like, oh, you know, like good job. Oh yeah, I was like, he said I'm slam dunk. You said slam dunk. Slam dunk. You can't be throwing. Slam no, dunks out. It's a slam because I literally went up and fangirled at him and he was like, he like put his finger up. He's like, hold on. I was like, oh my God, I just embarrassed myself. He's like, do you have anything to do? I was like, no. He's like, sit down and eat with me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's yeah. a fantastic story. I don't go shorter for dudes, but I would go shorter for Milo. And there we have it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it there. Here we go. go, 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 go. Welcome to the Hoop Collective. It's been a minute, guys. Tanae, out in the cut, right? I just put myself out there. I'm in the cut, yes. Okay. Uh, You did, but you know what? That's why we love you. And Momo, (laughs) in LA, West Coast, along with Han. I missed you guys a lot. I missed you, too. I missed you, too. It was like, we were like, like, we, because our day was Monday, we just had all these days where we didn't get to do our pod because I know. it was Christmas and then it was New Year's. And, like, all of us were actually working on Christmas, right? Like, uh-huh. I was up in the Bay. Yes. You were out where? You in Oklahoma or something? Yeah, I was. Um, I was. Yeah. Han, Han but, we missed you, too. Thanks, Janae. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I mean, do you miss him like, do you miss him like you miss Milo? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Sorry, Han. <laughs> Ooh, baby, we live. I actually, I, I miss you guys, but I've seen Momo uh, recently. I was, uh, we were out in L.A. together um, last week. Speaking of L.A., let's talk about the Lakers. Big story today. Um, coming off some uh, a, a funny press conference, I guess, uh, last night with um, Luke Walton. Take a listen. Luke, you, uh, you subbed Lonzo out early in the first and third quarter. Uh, earlier in the first and third quarter to get him run with the second unit and then that unit played very well together uh can you talk a little bit about the thought process on that and why you think that unit worked so well um yeah his dad was talking so i took him out early um i'm just kidding uh all right momo you were there 
just you know, walk us through this drama. You just released an article actually on ESPN.com. Check it out, guys. But um, Momo, what what's going on? Well, here's the thing. Like, you know that you know that tale about the alligator. Have you ever heard this one? I'm gonna probably mess it up, okay? But I'm gonna get the gist of it. It doesn't matter. No, no, really, it's knows kinda it. like. Okay, so like, there's like an alligator and there's like a bird that are crossing the stream, okay? And the alligator can't get across, and and the bird can't get across. And so the alligator gets in the middle, and the bird steps on it to walk across. And then as soon as the alligator, as soon as they get across, the alligator like eats the bird. And the bird's like, "What are you doing, man? I thought we were helping each other." And the alligator's like, "I'm an alligator. What do you think I'm gonna do?" Like that's what I do, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely messing up that story. No, I got but it. Vis- you get visuals. The, you get the I was there. I was okay. there. <laughs> you were there. You know what's going yeah. on? You brought me into it. I, I saw right? the alligator. I saw it's a scorpion and a frog, but yeah, alligator. No, I like alligator. Okay, I like alligator. Yeah, I, you know I made it my own though. I yeah. my, yes, exactly. Well, it's an but original, is, a Ramona like, original. It's, it's an original, but like that's Lavar. Okay, right. He's an alligator. He's not going to change. Like he's he's going to be no. Lavar, big baller doing big baller things, right? Like he's always going to say what's on his mind. He's going to especially come if we put people. a mic in his face. Yes. And and like he's not and and the thing is, like I I you know I the Lakers knew this right and at the beginning they embraced it like at the beginning they were like oh we like characters we like a little drama this is L A we're not afraid of that you know and and I was kind of with them too because like I had I kind of like Levar too okay I like let's be real I think he's in, I thought he was entertaining I thought it was like WWE it's all about selling the shoes most of what he was saying was just. You know, my sons are better than fill in the blank. Okay, Steph Curry, LeBron, John Wall, whatever, right? And and if you think about that, like that's just him believing in his sons, like maybe a little too much, but that's not a harmful thing. That's not a t- that's not something that's going to be disruptive. Okay, like okay, so he would say that, and then the reporters would run over to Steph Curry and be like, "What do you think? Lamar says Lonzo's better than you." I mean, other than that, that other than maybe his peers kind of thinking it's silly, like I don't I don't think that was going to be disruptive, but there he's also had a track record of anybody who doesn't do what he wants them to do whether it be a referee whether it be a high school coach whether it be an AAU coach of just blasting them and getting them fired or taking his son out of school and taking the ball and going home if you will and this is not a surprise like he looked them in the eye twice okay once before the draft and another time at that meeting that they had with him at the end of November and said I'm not going to, you know, I won't, I'll, I'll try to not criticize Luke. And I, you know, I trust you guys with my boy that I've taken him as far as I can take him. But in the other breath, he would say that, which is what they wanted to hear. But in the other breath, he would say, I'm still going to do and say whatever I want. Cause that's what I am. And it's like, that's why we're here. And I, you know, the Lakers so far have taken this policy of like, we don't want to give this oxygen. We're not going to stand in his way. Why are you guys taking him seriously? Why do you guys keep talking to him and giving him a platform? All of which are valid points, but in 2018 now, because we haven't had a pause mm-hmm. since 2017, um, in, there's always going to be a microphone. And like, I get the whole and in, interest. criticism. Yeah, and interest. Like, there's a microphone there because there's interest. And, you know, it's a chicken and the egg thing. Okay, he started, there's interest because we've been putting microphones in his face, or he's been going on camera, whether it would be at ESPN or with Fox or whatever else, radio interviews. He's done plenty. Uh, it's like and he, he delivers, like you said, he delivers, he delivers. entertainment. 
He delivers he entertaining. entertainment. Whether you like People it or not. People would write like, him off and say, I don't want to hear from him, but that's not the case. Look, he's on season two of his Facebook reality show. Okay? Like, right. it's... You know, it's amazing that they're already on season two, but people, there's a, there is interest in there. If y'all, you know, people don't want this, then don't watch, then don't listen, well, then don't What talk, do you make you know? of Rick Carlisle, basically? I thought that was that- great. ESPN is is a partner, you know, is, is, a, is an NBA partner, um, and they've been a great one. Um, but, you know, part of that partnership is that, you know, they, you know, the coaches um, do a lot of things <clears throat> to help them with uh, with access, interviews, all those kinds of things. Um, and in exchange for that, you know, they, they should they should back up the coaches. I think both things can be true. Okay, so yeah, is it is it a little on ESPN because we are gratuitous in our coverage of him? Absolutely, I would agree with that. I think that there are times but when aren't sports entertainment. Yes. And I'm talking to a true journalist here. Okay. So I have my own threshold. Okay. And everybody has, and I, and this is what I write about in the column of like, you know, when is it, do I, when do I find him to be newsworthy? Why is this particular parent newsworthy? And for me, the standard that I've used, at least in my, you know, when I had to think about this pretty deeply, right. Cause I've written a lot about him. He's out here in our backyard. He's the main character on TV and radio out here. Um, you know, to me, it's, it's we got, you know, we, we, you write about the phenomena of LeVar Ball, okay, because that is an interesting phenomenon. It is. I don't care what anybody says. It is interesting that this parent has now become a public figure. It's interesting to watch fans flock to him. He's like a celebrity mm-hmm. at games. Mm-hmm. That's that, the phenomena that created him, whether it, what it says about our world and what it says about him, the personality, that's yep. interesting. So far, yep. we haven't seen any copycats. There's been, I've heard other parents on there trying to be like LeVar Ball. There's a, right. a football dad whose kids are trying to be like LeVar. I'm not interested in that guy. Uh, no. I heard him on the radio once. I you was have like, nope. to be captivating. There's magic to it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. true. But, I, you know, as a player, to me, I was just, I was trying to spin it back to the locker room. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. I wonder how the guys really feel. Ramona, have you heard from other players about their sentiments? Like, is this becoming a distraction? Or do you think, I mean, yesterday the Lakers did win big. I mean, granted, it was against the Hawks. But do you think that this could be a growing problem or do you think it's more so Luke saying as long as it doesn't touch Lonzo, I can deal with anything? By the way, before we get to that, before we get to that, just I just want to say one thing about Luke's comments. I mean, first of all, he's a legend for even just saying that. Yeah. And then he delivered the just kidding. He had to say it, but he delivered that straight faced. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And you know what's funny? Okay, so you guys don't know the backstory, but like. I was, like, trying to, you know, like, sometimes when you're at a press conference, you got to ask the, like, you know, that question's coming, right? Okay, yeah. so, you know, LeVar says that you've lost the team, and then all of a sudden they win by 20. So, like, did he find the team, you know? So I was right. kind of trying to set up the, you know, the question in a funny way, right? Because, you know, I know Luke's capable of delivering that kind of a line. And so, I, you know, he's also really sick. So me, like, thinking I'm going to be funny or I'm going to, like, you know, set this up somehow because I think he's going to do that. Um, I say, so I know you've been sick all day, but are you in the mood for gallows humor? And he's like, looks at me, and I'm kind of, like, nervous that he doesn't know what gallows humor is for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I was like, so before the game, we were all talking about stuff, um, but now you guys win by 20. Would it be safe to say that you found the team? <laughs> 
right? <laughs> oh, goodness. And he tried to look at me and gives me the coach speak answer. And I was like, oh, he didn't understand the joke. Damn, no. I look like an idiot, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, oh, nah. I didn't get the joke. Uh, but you know what, though? You, you still like, shoot a very high percentage, Ramona. Yes. You still shoot Look, a very Ramona, being a person in that scrum, no one's looking at you like you took an L. Everyone was waiting for you to ask that question. Scrum, scrum etiquette. Well, yeah, wait, you're right. you, whenever you're in a scrum, people are like, oh, okay, Ramona's going Ramona's gonna to do the work for us here, which is messed up. But <laughs> it's, it's like, you, like, that's why you're a G. And so it's like... You 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 at least tried and like you know, I tried I tried you, I, didn't, you guys... I didn't get the quote and then it was like towards the and then he gave me like the coach speak answer and then I was yeah. like oh and then I kind of followed back and I go in other words is this you know should we take this win and how the guys played for you tonight as some sort of a referendum on how they feel about you after what Lavar <laughs> said today and then he gave me like another answer that was a, like talking about the noise outside and the only opinions that matter are are in our locker room and it was like. I, I think that is his North Star. That's always how he's going to answer it. But yeah. he kind of understood. And I, and I think it, it, it hurt that he was like really, he was really sick, like super sick as a yeah. dog. Like, so yeah, imagine waking up it. sick as a dog and then have this stuff fall into your lap yeah. right in the morning, you know, wake up to On read top of the saying fact. you lost the team. Yeah. And they lost That's, nine in a row. Exactly. So he was like, he was a little slow, right? He was a little slow. That, that was the last answer of the whole press conference. And so my, been losing the, ugly. I mean, yes. and this is a guy who only knows winning. Yes. And so this has been struggle. It's been a struggle because oh. they've been looking bad. They should not. They should not be this bad. My, Anyways, my, I don't want to get into my, a Lakers. Yeah, but my, my only qu- concern, guys, is just that, I, you know, it was all fun and games early on because a lot of times we came in with the high hopes yeah. as Magic Johnson had, you know, that this guy could be a franchise changer. Do you think we are straying and straying further? I mean, clearly they are. They're freaking in Lithuania. They're across the pond. Um, do you think that we're nearing the end of the road where, okay, say these guys, they play a season overseas, they don't make the NBA, like they won't have this quintessential three Lakers, you know, all sons on the on the same team um, type of aspiration come to fruition. Do you think this is the new chapter in a waning chapter? Did you see that scene in Lithuania? Did you see that scene in Lithuania? We're talking, I mean... Okay, guys, uh, <laughs> this is time for truth serum now, okay? You okay. know, we yes. better lie. <laughs> you guys watch Real Housewives? Which one? Oh, I was talking anyway. about, like, Hunger Games or something. I, no, no, no. no, 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 no. Tell, me, tell me, you need to answer me. You need to answer me. Yo, I watch only watch Atlanta. Any? Okay. Oh, good. That's a good one. Uh, Janae, you watch Real Housewives? Are we talking about, okay. like, the reality show? Because I'm here yes. for that one. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for the yeah, Real Housewives. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys watch Kardashians? Mm. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess yeah, I would publicly admit that I do. Watch yes, them. come on, come on. I yeah, admit it. I watch it. I, it. I watch it. I, I watch haven't. It. I don't watch it week in and week out. Okay, like, I, like I don't know. go as far as watching like Chloe's, like, uh, you know, uh, whatever. It ended the after dying revenge show. body. Okay? Yeah, it, yeah, revenge it, it body. Ended after revenge body. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you watch enough of this these type of shows to understand what I'm about to say to you. Okay. Oh yeah. Like the, you know how on every Real Housewife season there's always a girls trip. Like, oh, this time they're going to go wherever. Every Kardashian season, they're always like the family takes a family vacation, vacation together. Uh-huh, uh-huh, like, that's uh-huh. what Lithuania is. This is just a three-episode story arc. I mean, uh, you have to you understand. You just blew my like, mind right there. Right? Like, this is all just like three-episode story arc. You know, the Taiwan thing, like, they're just releasing season two, and it's like, 
Jello has been detained. And it's like, I mean, the, like, that was the latest one that just came out. And they're like in China and they're going to pop up shops. Like, there's, and, and how long have those shows been on air? Like, okay. years and years. And this never is my argument. This is my argument for anyone who gets on the Kardashians, okay, and says they're horrible human yep. beings. I say, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yes. There is an audience. There is an audience for it. Now, but my, my only concern, though, is that they're straying away from their natural talent. I mean, isn't it basketball? So as we're going to Lithuania and this three-story arc continues, I feel like they're moving away. Like, are you giving LaMelo and LiAngelo the best chance to okay. be like so Lonzo? That's the right question. That is the right, right question. Thanks for bringing us back to basketball. Here's, here's, here's the right answer. No, here's the right answer. Like, the truth is Lonzo was the only short thing in that bunch, Okay. And LeVar believes as wholeheartedly as he in LiAngelo like and LaMelo as he does in Lonzo. But the only, the truth, I mean, Lonzo was a top five draft pick, like, all the whole way through high school. Everybody knew how good he was. And he, he ended up going number two overall. Like, like if, if the Lakers didn't take him, it's not like they were the only two that were going to take him. Like, Phoenix would have taken him or somebody else would have taken him. Like, there's, I've had GMs in the league say they would have taken Lonzo number one overall. Now, Jason Tatum's giving people a run for, you know, making making people yeah, his, is. his status. But, like, and so would Donovan Mitchell, right, okay, at this point. But I think that, like, LaMelo, you know, he had a better – he was more NBA-ready or more NBA prospect-wise, but far from sure thing. Leangelo, I, I mean, nobody he's, ever thought he was never on, on the market no. at all. No, and like, you know, I love that LeVar believes in his sons. I love that he's talking them up mm-hmm. as much as he is. That's great. You should believe in your sons. But like, you know, they're not all going to make it. And like, he, he thought that his... It's hard to make the NBA. Yes. And, you know, I know the speak it into existence and all that. That's It's a great story. But there comes Luck a point runs out. When, when, re, when reality comes in. Now my question good when, enough. Does LeVar know this, though? Because he's I think he building... Does. He doesn't this, care. Okay, that's what he's I want to know. He's Yeah, he's, he's definitely riding the waves. But to me, you can't create this perception that, oh, my three sons will be Lakers. And then meanwhile, you have this reality. But then that reality reality doesn't meet that perception. But here's I mean, the so, thing. As long it, as until people, he's proven yeah. wrong, which he yeah. hasn't been yet. I mean, he said Lonzo's going to be a Laker. He's a Laker. And it happened. And it happened. So, so it's, I mean, it's a, it's, it, it's inevitable because this man's not, you know, Miss Cleo. Like, he's not. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> That's a raven. That's a raven. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a raven. Oh, my God. You're such a 90s kid. Um, so, like, he's going to eventually be wrong. And then people are going to lose interest. But the time being, we're in the midst of something not to sound like, I don't want to make you guys gag, but, like, we're in the midst of something magical with him. Because I mean, when the Lakers got the number two <laughs> overall pick, I, I flat out like, words, dropped yes. my jaw on the floor. Like, I was yeah. like, oh, my God, LeVar's right. He spoke right. it into existence. He's going to be yes. a Laker. Oh, my God. Like, it was really, it, it really was an incredible story that, that he made happen. And, you know, like, I understand what you're saying. Like, he's going to keep, like, he's not going to change. Like, uh, go, we go back to my bad analogy before, my bad parable, if you want to call it. Like he's an alligator. He's gonna be. He's still gonna be an alligator. Yes. Like, you know. Like he's not going to change. No. And that's why you're interested in him. That's why you're watching his show. I mean, I don't watch the show, but like I, I have kept up with what happens in it because I need to watch it for my right. job. But, but um, that's why we watch the Kardashians. That's why mm-hmm. we watch. The, he has yeah. the talent to back yes. it up. Like, I mean, that five minute interview him and Jeff Goodman did. 
Um, yeah. Like, he is a bootleg, and, and I know there are going to be some stands out there that come at me, but he is a bootleg Ali when it comes to trash talk. He can keep okay, going no, I won't go and with, going no, and go, going. I can't go with you on Ali. I said bootleg with a capital huh? B, okay? Okay, let's, let's <laughs> you, go more you like, mean like janky. King. Okay, <laughs> let's yes, go more very like janky, <laughs> but he has the ability to, to, to trash talk. Okay, give me someone else then. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, Don King or something. Or like, okay, fine. You know, All right, my healthy seeking friends. Is that you, Han? No. Are you looking for are you seeking health? I'm seeking health, but I'm also seeking laziness. So oh, I, I don't well, know this is the problem. Because um the days of following through with resolutions, they're over, my friend. Have they even started for you? No, they haven't wait, hold on. Do you have a New Year's resolution? My New Year's resolution is to not hurt all of the people who just decide to take up all of my exercise classes because they want to start working out at the uh-huh. beginning of January. <laughs> like I can't get into any exercise classes because of Jammy Jam trying to, you know, take my spot. I don't know what Jammy Jam is, but it just came out. <laughs> um, anyways, my resolution is to not um, to not do that. Not to uh, get fired or arrested. Yeah, the the, um, the looky loos, all all the New Year's people that want to get in shape and do all that stuff. Right, that, no, that's keep me, doing that. Just don't take my spots in my in my bar classes. Anywho, the days of Sunbasket are just beginning, which means you're going to keep your resolution this year. Because when you have healthy meals regularly delivered, that was a hard word for me. <laughs> I always tell, you know what? It's really hard for me to say regularly. Regularly? Say it. Re- regularly? Regulating? When you have healthy meals regularly re- re- delivered, see, re- it's re- not re- easy. It's not going to happen. Regularly <laughs> delivered to your door with re- Sunbasket. Re- it's easy to stay on track, unlike this commercial. I'm talking the ingredients like organic produce. Who doesn't want their produce organic? Responsibly raised meats. Sustainably sourced fish. Oh, I'm on a roll here. Organic pasture-raised eggs and organic non-GMO tofu. Holler.com, your whole body's a wonderland. You didn't get that? No, I got all, oh. I, I got it. I got it. And house-made sauces you can't find anywhere else. I want my sauces to come in a bottle and pour it into like a little like a highball with a little bit of ice. That is super specific and a little <laughs> weird. Um, but it's all personalized. Sun Basket lets you mix and match from paleo, lean and clean, gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, Mediterranean, and more. Yo, which one of those are you? I want to be lean and clean. I tried to do paleo, but it didn't work. I want the diet where it's all meat and all carbs. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> yes. that's my diet. I want, I, want the, I want the diet like my childhood. White uh. rice with every meal. <laughs> <laughs> that's so Asian. Shout out. Go to sunbasket.com slash hoop today to learn more and get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash hoop. For $35 off. Sumbasket.com slash hoop. Do you think uh do you think they do like a moon basket? Like what would a moon basket be like? I don't know. I mean, nighttime fun and goodies? Like some baskets telling oh, me. Oh yeah. Getting you through the day. Right. And moon and- basket. <laughs> 
is getting you ready for that nighttime joint. Did, did we just come up with a new idea? Like, yeah, we did. They can have some basket. We're gonna. Hey, yeah. They should be paying us. <laughs> I thought he was like WWE and I found him entertaining and I found his whole thing. Like I always thought he yeah. was in on it. Like, cause I would, I spent enough time around him uh, where I would see the quiet moments when he wasn't like LeVar ball, like, you know, turned up, right. Like when he's not right. like at a 10. So I would see those moments and like, you'd be like, Oh, okay. He's in on it. And he would even tell Lonzo him and Lonzo talk all the time. Like Lonzo's in on it. They all, everybody kind of understands what he is which is what happened to us. We all thought he was harmless, okay? We all yeah. thought, like, he's just entertaining. But he hits you with that things. smile, that side smile. So and, it does feel like that, he's that in up to, up to trouble to no smile. Good smile yeah. <laughs> but Sinead's point is, is right. Is like, what now? So as a journalist, like, covering the team, covering him, covering the Lakers, I, my threshold is I write about the phenomena. I think it's fascinating. But then I also write about how it affects Lonzo and the team. And yeah. I do think it's affecting Lonzo, and I do think it's affecting the team at this point because they just lost nine in a row. You got your coach who's already getting, you know, hashtag in Luke we trust tweets from the owner over on New Year's Eve. Like, right. you're already under a lot of strain because when you lose like that, especially like if they would have lost last night, it would have been a franchise long losing streak. Like they've never lost more than they've yeah. never lost ten in a row, and you know you're you got such high expectations for the kid. You've put so much pressure on him. I do think at the beginning of the year, I think it got to him. I think he's settling in now. Um, but I think, I think if, you know, look, I came from a school of like, I don't want my dad to like ask the coach to bat me third. I don't, you know, if my dad did anything yeah. like that, I'd be like embarrassed. I'd be like, dad, shut oh, up. Yeah. I'd be like, I, I don't want to bat third just because you went to the coach and like yelled at him. Like, you know, and so. And I we think, have no idea if he is. Cause all he says I, is my dad, that's my dad. He's going to keep talking. I do. I do want to ask one question to you, Ramona, about mm-hmm. Rick Carlisle mm-hmm. again. Okay, so basically he said that you know, he was criticizing us, DSBN, mm-hmm. because we're partners of the league. And he said, in exchange for being partners, we should be mandated to back the coaches up. No, so that's printing not true. And, and that, I have, a, I have an issue with that. Yeah, we, I have an issue with that, too. We don't, have, we don't have an agreement with the coaches. What we have is a professional relationship. We have a professional working relationship where we can expect certain standards and certain, you know, professional standards and certain levels of decency, but we don't have, we're not their cheerleaders. Like we're not, we don't, we're not on their side. We don't choose sides. We report what's happening, how it's affecting the team. And so I almost look at the whole Lonzo LeVar distraction that, you know, LeVar criticizing Luke. I almost look at that as like an off field problem. Like, you know, do we, do we write about what everybody's got going off the court? No. We only write no. about if somebody gets arrested if it's or if it's starting to affect their play. Yeah. You know, if it's starting to affect the team or their play. Like, if somebody's out drinking too much and they show up and they're hungover at practice, then I'm going to write about it. 
But if they just like to drink and they, they can keep it together and they play, like, it's not my place. It's not, it's not fair. But the difference is, though, that that's the player. This is someone that's outside of the sphere of the game, right? So it's the right. dad. So to me, that's the tricky part. Um, and it's interesting. I saw someone tweeted that, like, now people are asking teams to revoke any interview or media access, pretty much making the LeVar Ball rule go, like, team-wide, NBA-wide, which I think is sort of crazy. Um, because, as you mentioned, it's a phenomenon. And whether you like it or not, he's here to stay. But, Ramon, I want to know, like, what are your thoughts? Do you think that people – I mean, is it your – do you feel like you're, it's your duty to constantly report on it, even though it could be considered – I guess you can say like taboo or like. So for me, I've actually, and I'll tell you this, and I'll say it, I'll say it on the record. That's fine. Um, I've told my bosses I am not going to be exploitative with this. I'm not going to do every Lavar Ball interview. I'm not doing it. I don't think it's good for me. I think people. I think it's no. who I am and what about mm-hmm. my credibility. So my threshold is always I write about it when I think it is starting to affect the team. Okay, or Lonzo, and. You know, and and in this thing, when when it became such a public thing, when it became that level where like he's calling for the coach to be fired, now yeah. it affects the team. And I think the story now is how the Lakers respond to it because so far mm-hmm. their strategy has been don't give him oxygen. He's a private citizen; he can say whatever he wants. The same way any parent can say whatever they want. You know, we've blown it. They, you know, they kind of blame the media too for like taking it seriously and like. You know, I understand that he's he's trying to run a business. He's trying to promote his reality show. Like, you know, they don't want to stand in the way of that. They're fine with him doing whatever he's doing as long as it doesn't affect their bottom line. But but my issue now is you have met with him twice and he has looked you in the eye twice and said, I will come to you first before I criticize the coach. There were certain things that they said to him are going to be a problem if you do. And he's now violated that twice. He's now lied to you twice. Okay, now. You know he's an alligator. You know he's he was never going to stick to that. Okay, <laughs> so I, I think it, it, what are you going to do? Scorpion, meanwhile, right is now, over here being like, "What the hell?" I think I think it's kind of no, right. <laughs> like I think <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing that Rick Carlisle is stronger on this than the Lakers. Like we haven't heard from Magic. We haven't heard from Rob Lincoln. We haven't heard from Genie. Yeah. Like I think it's embarrassing that Rob very uh, that, that that Rick Carlisle had to get Luke's back as sort of like a coaching brethren. Like somebody's got to get Luke's back. Like he shouldn't have to take that. Yeah. Somebody, somebody in the Laker organization needs to come to his defense. And if you don't come to his defense, and I understand the whole like, oh, we're cheap, you know, we don't want to stoop down to that level, or we don't want to cause a problem, then people wonder why not. Are, do you not have Luke's back? Maybe you don't. You right. Know, and then Luke. people, and then people are posing the question: Do you have to choose between Lonzo or Luke? And last time I checked, Lonzo's a rookie, and he needs to continue to prove himself to make it in this league. So mm-hmm. why is there even a decision? That's the point of the NBA, though, right? It's like it's that tension between the coach That's and the right. play, like who's more yeah. important. Always, yeah. And you know, I can tell you, they've seen enough out of Lonzo. Like, I mean, we've seen enough out of Lonzo to go, well, he really has star talent. We just don't know if it's going to blossom, right? And I think when you look at when you look at where the Lakers are right now, they're you know they came out of this one era. They made a big bet on Lonzo. This is Magic Johnson's first draft pick, you know, in right. his role. They fire, you know, this is after they fired Mitch and Jim. Okay. This is after the whole cleaning house. This is Lakers 2.0. Everything's supposed to be positive. So they're trying right. to be classy, man. They're trying to be like, you know, let the man have his business, let him have his big baller brand, like his show and all that. But there, there comes a point when you can, you can back your coach without criticizing LeVar. Exactly. You can do that. That's an easy thing to do. Magic, toss out a tweet. He was tweeting about Oprah last night at the Golden Globes, mm. right? Like toss a tweet. I, he was in Michigan. I've asked for him five times. And he's he's declined the interview every time. And, you know, at some point, 
Like, you kind of have to wonder, like, why are you not answering that? You know, like, do you not have Luke back? Maybe not. And, and speaking of Luke, Ramona, do you think Luke is definitely the coach of the future? Because I know, you know, when you're in a nine lot, a losing streak, nine game losing yeah. streak, everything is hellish. As you know, we've all Absolutely. been in those ruts. But do you really believe that, as Jeannie says, he's the coach of the future? Or do you think that there is some little, however it be, may be, because I bet to my parents <laughs> about my coaches, do you think there is a little truth in the fact that the Lakers might not identify as much as they would hope with Coach Luke? Um, I would say that I think this year is an impossible year. Do you remember a couple of years? I think Luke is the coach, the coach for now, and I think they want him to be the coach of the future, okay? Um, I think I know Jeannie would because, you know, she was instrumental in um, in hiring him and, and making sure that he was still the coach after she fired her brother and Mitch Kupchak. Right. Like, you know, mm-hmm. she replaced the whole front office, but she kept the coach like she had a chance to make a whole change. Right. She could have said, hey, Maggie, you, you hire whatever coach you want. You know, she flat out like was gushing about Luke publicly. So, you know, he has ownership support. But I also know Jeannie has made a point throughout her entire tenure of saying, I don't get involved in basketball decisions. So if if Magic or Rob Polinka at some point want to go in a different direction, and, like, this is professional sports. Like, you know, when, when the guy who hires you, isn't there, that's, who inve- that's who's invested in you. But they didn't hire him. That was a Mitch and Jim thing, right? So they're not as invested in him. And if they feel like, you know, there's somebody else they want, like, whether, you know, like he, they don't have that 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 same personal connection to Luke. Um, you wonder how long Jeannie would support that, right? Like you wonder if like she would stand in their way. I have not heard or seen anything from Magic or Rob that leads me to believe that Luke's not their guy. Like they've just they've been gushing about him as well. He's like one of the best young coaches in the game. So he if you can't make is. it work. If you can't make I, it work, the, in the LA, problem is is, is that LA their plans him, for next year is that this team's going to look completely different. That's right. And so given wh- who's going to be on this team, I think is going to reflect what and, they do at the head coaching out, position. Like, like, Tanae, you know this, right? Like, everybody knows when you get into that locker room situation, who's got the power, right? Which player's got the voice? Who's the most? Who's the queen bee, okay? Who is and, that for the Lakers? Because it seemed like it's been Kuzma because Kuzma did take some ownership. It's not Kuzma. No? I mean, but, it's Lonzo. But, it's, but it's Kuzma. Kuzma's the voice. Kuzma is he said they Raymond. quit. What, what game was it, Ramona? Well, that's the, see, the, you're, you're hitting on something, okay? Yeah. This team is so young that yes. they don't have, like, and they're vets. Like, they're, I mean, Luol Deng should be respected, and Brooke Lopez should be respected, but they're not the voice in that locker room. First of all, Luol Deng is not playing. He's, he's no, like, exactly. inactive, well, and he's, point. like, that's basically in purgatory. Brooke exactly. Lopez, <laughs> nice vet, but you know what? In the last year of her contract, and that's kind of tough. He's learning a new system. He right. hasn't been all that comfortable in the new system yet. Remember, he's airballing the free throws. Yep. And it's like, you know, KCP has been good for the Lakers, but not a star so far. I mean, he like, just got out of jail. guy anyway. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and then Larry like Nance, have, like, uh, no. So, he doesn't qualify and you're as dealing, a vet. I mean, he's just a little, yeah. he's what, 24? A little older? Right. Because <laughs> he went to four years of college. But, like, I think. So you're talking about Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, and yep. Lonzo Ball. Yeah, Corey Brewer, that's another vet, uh, you know. Yeah. Corey's nice too, but he's not like vocally. Plus, it's all about if your vets have been empowered. Like right. Draymond Green can say whatever he wants, and people are going to mm-hmm. listen because he's Draymond Green. And I think Kuz has a little of that in him. That's why when he says we quit, we're go- you know we play like garbage. Right. Like like he's got a little Draymond in him. It's like the mich- it's like the Clint thing, you know. Right? 
Well, but, because and, he puts 100% effort into every game. Yeah. Usually. But he's a rookie. He's a right. rookie, you know. Who's hitting a guy, rookie wall right now. He wasn't yeah. expecting to be playing, you know, 38 oh. minutes on oh. average. And then you look at Jordan Clarkson and Julius Randle, okay? So those and are two guys who block. felt like they were part of the future until they weren't, <laughs> right? And, yeah. you know, young players who are so young that they can't necessarily, that they're not, they haven't been around enough to understand, like, this is just every day in the NBA. This isn't, like, all that personal for you. Uh, you know, that you're in this situation. They didn't extend your contract, Julius, or, like, Jordan has, you know, he used to start and he had that one year where he was really being built up. And I go back, I was having covered the Lakers for a long time, like, there was a year when Mike D'Antoni was there and they had all these guys on one-year deals and they had all these rookies and it was the same thing everybody once it gets to like january like mm-hmm. before the trade deadline people start people are kind of shook because they don't know <laughs> shook you it. know if they're gonna get they're, they're, they're they don't know if they're gonna get traded they're worried about their stats they're making sure that they got a job next well year. and then the lakers ahead of time ahead of the season yeah. when he said they're gonna clear cap space so they can get yeah. to you know big big free agents Can we read into Paul George pretty much having a homecoming, kissing his mom, you right? know, dabbing up his dad? I was like, yo, I get excited when I go home and play, you know, well, it was formerly the San Antonio Stars or Dallas, but I never really get that excited. I mean, his parents were sitting courtside. So I was like, hmm, I don't know. He seemed too excited. Are you reading into it as much as I am? Um, of course, we're reading every <laughs> single thing he says and does. Like, I thought it was kind of telling that his parents sat courtside. Like, how many parents sit courtside? None. Like, None. Not even wives. Nobody. I know. I was like, whoa, okay. Just right out there like that, huh? Um, Especially when you already have the history of, like, you know, his agent telling the Pacers, like, you know, he wants to play for the Lakers and everybody in the league kind of knowing that. Like, they're not not backing away from that. And, like, you know, I thought they would do a little more song and dance, like, pretending, like, you know, they're going to stay in Oklahoma or whatever it is. And maybe they will. Maybe maybe Westbrook's, Russell Westbrook is right. Like, if if they win, you know, it's going to be really hard to leave. He, I think he's right. I, I think it is really hard to leave, if they, at least if they go to the finals. Um, I don't know that they need to beat – I don't know that they need to win the finals. But if they if they were to beat the Warriors, I, oh, I yeah. mean, it's real hard to walk away. It's kind of like Durant a couple of years ago, right? Like, if Klay Thompson game six doesn't happen, Durant's probably still in OKC. Yeah. <laughs> right? So – I, you know, I, I think it kind of is kind of just like that. Now, you know, you look at, OK, Oklahoma can give him that fifth year. And ultimately, that will come down to about thirty nine million dollar difference between what anybody else can give him. But, um, you know, let's see how this season finishes out both for Oklahoma and for the Lakers. But, I mean, he didn't he didn't like go out of his way to tamp down on any of that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Every <laughs> second. Every second. Post game, you know. When I talked to him, he was like, uh-huh. I, he goes, every chance I got, I stared at the Kobe retired numbers. And he, like, he, he was being real nostalgic. Like, he feels it whenever he's in Staples Center, and yeah. he did not hide that. But, it, like he said to us uh, pregame, it'd be stupid for him. Uh, I don't know if I fully agree with this, but he said it'd be stupid for him to up and leave if they're trending in the right direction. And he said, it's not championship or bust, like Russ said he go, when we asked him, you know, um, yeah. 
like, what, what is your sales pitch? And he goes, uh, we're going to win a championship, beat that sales pitch. He, he, he said it's not about championship or bust. It's just if we continue to trend in the right direction, which they are doing right now. I mean, their, yeah. their offense looks pretty darn good. You know what? Um, I feel so bad for OKC fans because they probably have the worst trust issues right now in the league. They really <laughs> do. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, I don't feel that bad. All, all, the, all Oklahoma City knows is to, to win and be in the playoffs. So. I mean, here's my thing, though. Like, this is like, I kind of like what OKC did because it's sort of, like, they just went for it. They were yes. like, we got no guarantees. We've been burned before, but we're just going to dive right in. And, like, they they have a totally different posture than before. Like, like last time with Durant, it felt like they were hanging on. Like, please, Kevin, mm-hmm. don't go. Please, don't You know, like, it felt yeah. like this, like, you will break our hearts and you're going to break the stage <laughs> back, you know. And, like, people are, <laughs> like, it felt real serious. And they're not really putting that much pressure on Paul. They're like, we understand. You know, let's just yeah. try it out. If like, nothing else, they got to win, Ramona, because getting those two guys convinced Russ to sign long term. Uh huh. You know, it shows. And so they got them. they got Russ. Yeah, and like this is a big thing, and I don't know if I was gonna. I don't want to get too like you know nerdy on this, but Oklahoma City has not been a team that has gone for veterans and guys on big contracts and gone deep into the luxury tax. And if you look at, and I don't, I don't really have all of the, um, I don't really have all the stats or anything, but let me see if I can paraphrase it. If they were to re-sign Paul and Mello picks up his option next year, I think their luxury tax bill would be something like 160 million. Like I think it's more than the Warriors. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And the Cavs, like that's, that's crazy. That's a lot of money. Okay. For Oklahoma city, which has never even been in the luxury tax, but that's, I think when you look at what Russ did, like it was, it's not just that they went and got these players. It's that they showed a willingness to go this deep and pay mm-hmm. for this, these kind of players. All right. I, I'm so glad we got, we got some time to catch up. We're going to do this again next week, hopefully. Han, uh, you're the realist. Next week is MLK. So I'm, I'm not sure that we do it next week. Well, well damn. It's our day, man.